Welcome to Around the Table. God doesn't really need our money, but he does want to see us using our time, talent, and treasure to honor him and help others. In part one of this two-part series, we look at the biblical principles for giving. As believers, we have been given so much. Forgiveness, mercy, grace, God's love, and, and he has entrusted to us many things. We are stewards of jobs, we are stewards of time, family, and of course, we are stewards of the finances that he's given us. I, I think we can all agree that our world has many needs, and today we want to discuss in this session how we can bless others. Um, Jesus, when he sent out his disciples, uh, said in, in Matthew 10 freely you have received, freely give. That, that spirit of generosity really with all of our lives, but in particular today with our financial situation and, and financial giving is the topic we'd like to speak to. Uh, my name is Mark Streetmatter. Uh, I'm the elder from the Church of Bloomington Normal, Illinois. And with me today is uh, two brothers, Mark Masters and Aaron Kluffenstein. I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, I do want to share that Aaron's vocational experience is in, is a certified financial planner and helps Christians with uh, personal financial planning. So, uh, Brother Mark. Well, this is Mark Masters, and I'm privileged to serve as the elder in the Mansfield and Columbus, Ohio congregations. And I also uh, have spent a career in the financial services industry and uh, frequently have given counsel on the subject of financial stewardship and spiritual giving. And I'm Aaron Kloffenstein, and I go to our congregation in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, thanks, brothers, for that. Uh, this is a topic that uh, we've uh, heard from uh, many listeners that they'd like to talk about financial giving and hear the biblical perspective. And so we're going to walk through that. Uh, we're going to let uh, Brother Aaron uh, kick us off with some uh, biblical principles principles, and uh, share his thoughts. Yeah, great. Thanks. Happy to do that. I would guess our listeners are probably ranging from folks who are just getting going in their careers and starting to give um, all the way to people much further along in their journey of generosity. So let's let's level set by focusing on some foundational principles that come from Scripture that really apply to Christ followers across all wealth levels. So it's really important that we think correctly about giving because beliefs drive behaviors. So let's talk for a second about uh, wrong motivations for giving. One would be uh, to give out of obligation. And we read in 2 Corinthians 9 where it says, each man should give what he's decided to give in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So we shouldn't give out of obligation, and we shouldn't give just to follow a strict formula with the attitude of, well, I'll give God his 10% and then I get to keep the rest. There's a danger in thinking that if we follow some specific rules, somehow we've done everything that God requires. And we can't give simply to impress God or to earn his favor. Scripture says, you know, what do you have that you've not received? So these are all kind of misguided ideas that we can probably all relate to in some way. I, I know I can. I've struggled with all of those. At times have not been a cheerful giver and at times just don't get excited about that in the past. But the reality is God doesn't need 
our money. Um, he's, he's not anxiously awaiting our decision about giving to see if he's going to accomplish his purposes, but rather in the life of believers, he uses money as a tool, as a test and a testimony to mold and shape us to be used for his purposes. So, you know, if we can identify those maybe wrong ways of thinking, you know, why do we give financially? What are some guiding principles? Well, there's many, but I'll, I'll offer up six principles for us to consider. And Mark and Mark would love your input along the way as we go. First principle would be that we give to acknowledge God's ownership and our stewardship. So God is the owner and we're the managers or stewards of all that he's entrusted to us. Think of a steward as someone who manages someone else's things. And Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. So it's not this mindset that, you know, I give 10% of my income to God and the other 90% is mine. 100% of it is his. And if I view all my possessions as being mine, there's always going to be a tension to holding on to it versus giving it away. So in my experience, I've found that a stewardship mindset is a real game changer for growing in generosity. So with that, maybe I'll stop and see Mark or Mark, if you have any thoughts on that. It's it's a great question. And I think when we consider the blessings that we've received and the ownership of them, as opposed to stewardship, we quickly realize that there's nothing that we own that will be carried with us to eternity and as we've been encouraged already, the stewardship or the caring for what God has blessed us with is a real opportunity to share our Christ-like uh, mind and actions uh, with one another and also to be an example in the world. Whereas we, as we well know, there's a very significant focus on possessions, on wealth, uh, on stature, which all uh, work against the stewardship of a Christ-minded believer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that, this whole conversation about stewardship and, and just the, the concept that if, if we see it as ours, then we think uh, you know, how much we have or how much we give uh, has some powerful meaning. I, I think it, two scriptures, the one that says that cattle on a thousand hills are his. He doesn't need our one cow. And then the the widow with you know who gave the might and and God Jesus was pleased with with that giving so it's God uh, it's a matter of whether we're going to share in the blessing of loving others uh, with what we have as He loves us so freely. That's right. You know I find that right thinking on giving is not natural to the human condition, and so we've got to get our thinking right. So. That's great. Principle one, acknowledge God's ownership and our stewardship. Another principle would be that we give as a tangible way to worship and show our gratitude to God. And why do we do that? Because generosity is central to God's nature. It's part of his character. God so loved the world that he gave. It's part of who he is. James 1 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. And so we serve a generous God. And giving allows us to show our gratitude for all that he's done for us, almost like a barometer of our hearts that 
like you said, we've been so freely given to, how can we not then freely give to others? And to give is, is to serve Jesus. So we all know the scripture in Matthew 25, where Jesus says, you know, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I needed clothes. I was sick. I was in prison. And then he goes on to say, or they say, well, Lord, when did we do that? Or when did we see you hungry and feed you, et cetera? And he says, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And so to give is to serve Jesus himself. And I, I heard one time you can give without loving, but you cannot truly love without giving. And that, that is great perspective. You can't give without love. You can give without loving, but you cannot truly love without giving. And it's central to God's character. So uh, maybe Mark Street Matter, any thoughts on that? They, they say sometimes open a person's checkbook and you can see uh, into their heart. And I think it's true where we are spending, you know, we're talking about finances today, but where we're spending our time and our energy, uh, it shows our heart. And, and, you know, in, in my life, I'm just so thankful. I, you know, many know my father-in-law, David Kieser and, and the Midwest Food Bank, as he's opened his heart, I've been so thrilled to see my children and the people around see that heart and, and want to love as Jesus loved in this case by feeding people, but it, it can happen in any way. Uh, in this case, by giving of our finances. Mm. Mark Masters, how about you? Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, appreciate the examples that have been given and the scriptural references. One of the things that comes to mind, you mentioned the human condition and perhaps those of us uh, who are parents can easy, easily relate to uh, the joy we see and the joy we feel when we give gifts to our children, to our family. Uh, it's quite natural for our children to be elated when they receive a gift. We don't have to teach them to uh, feel that kind of a emotion. But on the other hand, it's a lifelong uh, learning process to feel the joy when we're giving. And we try to teach our children. We try to learn it ourselves. And that love that's intrinsic, Christ-like love that's intrinsic in the believer's heart is manifested in all kinds of ways. And one of those ways is giving. I appreciate something you mentioned earlier, Aaron, uh, in that you weren't specifically referring only to giving of financial resources. I tend to think of it as giving of our time, our talents, and our treasure. No matter what our financial resources may be, uh, we certainly all have gifts that God have, has uh, given to us. We all have the same amount of time that we can share. And so, as we continue on through these principles, we tend to think about giving in a very broad sense mm -hmm. as opposed to very narrow-minded. That's right. Yeah, that's great. So we give to acknowledge God's ownership and our stewardship. We give to worship and show gratitude to God. A couple more principles. One is that we give out of obedience to God. And in Acts 20, we read, um, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak 
remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, who said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And then Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 8, where he's exhorting the early church, he says, just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge, in complete earnestness and your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. So he's exhorting a young church to excel in the grace of giving. And then fourth principle is we give to meet the needs of others. And Paul again writes in Philippians 2, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So when we give at the very center of generous living is an awareness of the preciousness and the value of other people. And in God's economy, he uses generosity and giving to not only allow us to be obedient to him, but to meet the needs of others. Um, any thoughts on those principles? Well, yeah, I just, uh, that, that last one of, giving to meet the needs of others is such a, a thrill to see in a church when when there's a need and somebody is hurting and and then someone just out of the out of the you know the holy spirit inspiring them uh, goes and gives as we've already talked about time but but even money when when there's a when there's a need and there's someone hurting it is that is to me one of the the most joyful experiences of being a a leader is watching the body work. Uh, sometimes that's a need of a somebody within the congregation, right? Lo- loving each other. Sometimes that's a need in the community, but somehow that need comes forward, and then just to see somebody step forward, raise their hand, and say, "I can help. I feel God drawing me, leading me, wanting to bless uh, that other person," is is uh, wonderful to watch. That's right. One of the things that comes to mind, Aaron, as you uh, speak about the obedience of uh, the believer in giving is that um, just just thinking of it from some experiences I've been fortunate enough to have as a spiritual counselor, uh, particularly in young couples as they come and discuss philosophy about giving, what, what uh, they can begin to do as a young married couple, there's certainly no resistance to the obedience of giving, but there may be some struggle into knowing where to give, who to give, how to give, some of the more practical aspects. So Mm -hmm. as we think about the needs of others, who knows better about those needs than God himself? So one of the most appropriate beginning aspects of learning to give is to pray, is to seek God's guidance and deliverance and have him open our eyes to the needs and open our hearts to those. And um, I found that sometimes uh, it's that very uh, elementary first step that um, is missed, and there, therefore, maybe uh, it's a little harder uh, to determine what God's will is for us. Yes, that's right. That's good perspective. You mentioned your your grandkids. You know, it is exciting to open gifts. What's also exciting is when you see your grandkids or your children or yourself start getting more excited about the giving than the receiving. And as we mature. That's just indicative of God working in our life when we actually follow 
what he said, it's more blessed to give than receive. Um, I love how, you know, we started by saying God doesn't need our money. And yet one of the principles is that we give to meet the needs of others. It's almost as if God could meet the needs of others, but he's using his people and he's giving us the opportunity to meet the needs through his provision. And that's just part of how he sanctifies and grows us as believers. Um, Okay, a couple more principles. One would be we give to invest in eternity. When we store up treasures in heaven, as believers who show gratitude and are obedient to meeting the needs of others, we're putting our money where moth and rust don't destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal, as Jesus said in Matthew 6. And so I don't know how that all works, but somehow when we part with our money to invest in kingdom type of work, it's not consumed, it's not gone, it's actually an investment in eternity. And, um, you know, the only safe investment is an eternal one. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check back in a couple weeks for part two. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church of America.